Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and I we're talking about logical relations, and I'm taking a perhaps tiny digression to talk about some of my own research that I did. Uh, this is a paper from um, 2019, which you can find on my webpage called, uh, actually I forgot what I call it, a weekly initial semantics for higher order abstract syntax or something, I don't really remember. Um, but it was uh, published at LFMTP, Logical Frameworks and Mental Languages Theory and Practice Workshop, which is a great workshop uh, that I like. And um, anyway, uh, so the reason I want to talk about this is it's about or it's what I was just speaking about in my previous episode uh, about higher order data types. And in particular, you know, the way, the way we can describe the problem of higher order data types, it's to some extent is you can ask, if you're given a signature in the sense we've been talking about here in our discussion of logical relations, if you're given a signature that, so you have some function symbols and they have some simple types um, expressed over some set of base types, then uh, what does it mean? You know, we, it's cl pretty clear. I mean, it's totally clear what it means to have uh, an algebraic structure for that signature. It basically just means for those base types you, you have, you need to have uh, some sets of some elements of some, you know, some mathematical objects. And you need to have um, interpretations of the symbols. And so that's you know, like, that's pretty... That's pretty straightforward. So if you had, say you had a higher order signature that has a lamb and an app symbol. We were talking about this last time. So lamb, okay, we got a base type, let's call it term. And we got a, a lamb symbol that has type term arrow term, the whole thing, arrow term. And we got an app symbol that just says term to term to term. Okay, so these are supposed to be um, symbols representing uh, um, the terms of the untyped lambda calculus. Just as, a, I mean, admittedly, a little bit navel-gazing example since we are often sort of thinking about lambda calculus already in this context. But still, um, you, you could pick some other uh, example data type that has a binding structure, but that's a very simple one. Um, actually, if you really want to simplify it, which is what I did in this 2019 paper I'm speaking a little bit about here, you can just say you have the lamb uh, symbol, and that's it, no app. So you just say... Um, there is a little bit of a danger of confusing an app symbol with the app uh, operation of an applicative structure. But um, anyway, ignoring that point for now, you could just say you have a lamb symbol. And this would basically be letting you express application-free lambda terms, which is, seems like a pretty boring class because it's just terms that look like lamb of lamb, 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 lamb. And then there's you would have a variable out of the, the um, block of lambdas that you started with. So, um, uh, yeah, anyway, so let's say we have this lamb symbol, and now it's totally clear what an um, applicative structure is for this signature. We need to have um, an interpretation of the term, uh, term base type, and we need to have an interpretation, so there's some set, call it, I don't know, X, and we need to have an interpretation of the lamb symbol, which means it needs to be a, uh, essentially, it needs to be a function from um, x to x functions to x. Okay, that seems pretty clear. And you could think of examples. You could say, like, well, um, 
maybe I'll have my interpretation of term will be uh, will be nat, and um, then my function will be my interpretation of lamb. I'm given a nat to nat function. Uh, it will um, maybe it'll just call that function on zero. Okay. Now this isn't particularly interesting because in the end, um, the interpretation of every term you could build over that uh, I think would work out just to be. Um, oh no, no, no! It, it would basically just give you the value that the function returns for zero. Anyway, it's not a particularly interesting um, algebraic structure for that signature. But the point is, it's pretty easy to come up with algebraic structures, and you could have ones. Sorry, I didn't think of a more interesting one on the fly here. Um, you could have ones that are more interesting. I mean, it's sort of, I roughly speaking, was having minds like count something like uh, about the. Um, Oh, actually, that'd be a better one. Okay, so let's interpret lamb as you're given this nat to nat function, and that's really um, you could think of it as saying if you tell me what the interpretation of a variable is, then of this lambda bound variable, then I'll tell you what the interpretation of the body of the lambda term is. So, say you wanted something that computed the the nesting depth of the term, how many lambs are in that term, then you could do that really easily. You could just say, all right, my interpretation of lamb is going to take in this nat to nat function. And I'll call it with zero, because I want to say the nesting depth of a variable is zero. So take the function, call it with zero, and then add one to the result. Because I have now applied lambda one time, so I want to add one. So if you had an expression built over the signature that said like, lamb of, and now I need metal level lambda x, lamb of metal level lambda y, y, let's see, let's say, then the interpretation in that algebraic structure I was fumbling my way towards there, will be uh, 2. Okay, we don't, we don't walk through the calculation here. But, uh, so, but now the question I raised before was, how do you have a term model for this signature? And it's just totally baffling if you say, okay, I need some, I want to have some set of terms, some, some tree structures, and how am I going to, you know, now I need to have a interpret my lambda symbol needs to get interpreted interpreted by this operation that takes a term to term function. So in other words, something that's a syntax tree to syntax tree function, and it's supposed to give me a new syntax tree representing that lambda you know lambda term. It's it's totally mysterious, and and there's I don't know of any good answer for that. How to do that? Okay, because the problem really is. That when you're when lamb is called with this term to term function, that function space is just too powerful. I mean, you're supposed to be representing lambda terms, but you're given a function that could, you know, it, it's supposed to behave. It's not supposed to look. For example, that term to term function isn't supposed to do anything with its input term, but you could, and that would be kind of really funny. I mean, if you're thinking in more mainstream programming setting you could imagine writing this term to term function that takes in the input term and it pattern matches on it and does stuff. You know, if it's, if it's an application, let's say I had applications back into the signature. If it's an application, then it's going to build one term. If it's a lambda abstraction, it's going to build a different term. That's totally not such a term, like such a term to term function doesn't represent the body of any sensible, of any lambda term.
because the body of the lambda term just takes in x and it's not really supposed to do anything with x except sort of plunk it down somewhere in the syntax tree. So if you had a function that tried to do something with its input other than just sort of place it somewhere in a syntax tree, that's, you know, that's not going to represent a lambda term. So you have this problem of the adequacy of the encoding. This is kind of the terminology that LF uh, proposed or adopted. Anyway, uh, so in this 2019 paper, I have a solution to this problem. And I want to see if I can tell you what it is in one minute. So, because <laughs> I'm just about home from a, a run out of the house. So uh, the idea is to say, imagine that when we have a binder into some syntax tree, it's really like we're adding a new constructor. So if lamb and app were our constructors, when we say lamb of something, we, we now basically want to introduce a new constructor for that bound variable. So that just the way I'm kind of building expressions with lamb and app, I could also build them with this, with this variable x. Uh, and this, in the paper, I identified with that proposal of Selinger to sort of view, uh, Peter Selinger, um, to view, uh, uh, yeah, to view lambda bound variables as indeterminates, sort of some unknown things that you now have available to work with as well um, as whatever you had before. Um, and, okay, I can see that there's just no prayer to walk through the details of this this time, so that will have to wait for another time. Um, so I hope this discussion was somewhat interesting to you about the question of higher-order data and the problems of term, uh, term algebras for higher-order signatures. Okay, I hope you're well. Uh, Till the next time.